So far, we've talked about how fungi could help with planetary problems, but this next story is about what happens when a fungus itself becomes the problem, not in a The Last of Us sense, but in a way that could actually destroy a town. Yes, this one doesn't go down as easy. A Tennessee town near the Jack Daniels Whiskey Distillery is awash in a fungus that coats trees, houses, stop signs, you name it. It is appropriately called whiskey fungus. Uh, So I'm pro-whiskey, but a town-destroying fungus fueled by whiskey, it's a little hard to swallow. I spoke to Dr. James A. Scott, a professor at the University of Toronto, who solved the mystery of where this fungus sits on the fungal family tree. And he slung me all the neat details on whiskey fungus and its booze-fueled superpower. Well, tell me about this fungus. First of all, what is it feeding on? So the the fungus can feed on ethanol, as you'd expect from the habitat that it lives in. But uh, equally, you can grow it in the laboratory in the absence of ethanol. And probably in nature, it also grows in the absence of ethanol. The The process of distillation is intended to concentrate the, the alcohol. And then certain kinds of alcohol, like whiskey, tequila, rum, it's a long list, Uh, after the distillation process, are placed in barrels and then aged for a period of time. And that period of time that they spend, that the alcohol spends in the barrel, imparts it with certain flavors and certain characteristics that are desirable. And it's during the aging process where in these porous wooden barrels, the ethanol uh, escapes. So it's actually just feeding on the, the whiskey. It feeds on the whiskey that that uh, essentially leaks out as vapor from the barrels Got and it. into the into the surrounding environment. And can it bubble up near any kind of distillery, or is this fungus just like a straight up whiskey gal? So whiskey and aged spirits uh, are where where I've found most of this. But then I, I have to admit that that's largely where I've spent time studying it. Um, there are certainly other processes that are industrial processes that emit alcohol vapor into the air. Uh, for example, baking is is one. You know, when you use bread yeast to rise flour, it produces ethanol. And during the baking process of, of bread, that ethanol is off-gassed through the vent and into the environment. So we find around large commercial bakeries that sometimes there's an accumulation of this fungus, uh, at least around the exhaust vents from ovens, and sometimes it uh, disperses a little bit further than that as well. What does it look like? It's hard to describe. It's a sort of streaky black fungus that gets on all kinds of surfaces. So it's not limited to the kinds of surfaces where you'd normally see fungus, like organic surfaces. This fungus can grow on on unusual things like fences and road signs and cars. It can grow on window glass, you know, a range of different things that you wouldn't expect fungus to grow on. And it produces a sort of streaky black growth. When there's a lot of alcohol emission, that growth can actually get quite thickened into a into a thickened crust. It's not at that point a single fungus that's involved. It's probably a kind of evolving biofilm that includes uh, many different fungi. But species of Bodwinia, which is this, this group of fungi that we call whiskey fungi, are likely the primary colonists that are that are sort of the founding members of that biofilm. Oh, wow. So there's a whole ecosystem. In this Tennessee town near the Jack Daniels distillery, residents have complained for years that this fungus is causing property damage. There's even a lawsuit from property owners. How destructive is it or can it be? 
Well, once the fungus gets onto surfaces, it tends to anchor on and, and hold on fairly well. So it can, it can be removed, but it's only removed through mechanical action, like pressure washing or scrubbing or a combination of, of both. Uh, so those processes alone can cause accelerated aging of materials and the fungus attaching on uh, does some damage as well. So it, it causes the materials to break down. But I, I should say that there are other jurisdictions where there's a lot more tolerance and even a kind of celebration of this fungus. I remember, I remember really? one situation where I was in in France uh, near Bordeaux working on this fungus, and I was taking a break from touring distilleries. First of all, this sounds like a good job. <clears throat> sitting at a little cafe, it is a great job. Sitting at a little cafe, and and as I was sitting at the cafe, I looked down at the at the bistro table. And the pattern of the formica on the surface of the bistro table was modeled after the pattern of this fungus growing on the uh, on the walls in the town. So I thought, you know, here's here's a culture that uh, you know is actually in a way celebrating this this patina of fungal growth on surfaces in a way that you know we don't necessarily uh, hear. Can it make people sick? That's not really clear. Uh, as far as I know, have been no studies looking specifically at, at what this what this fungus does or doesn't do. I suspect that like any fungus, that if there's enough exposure to it, then it could probably have some deleterious effects. But that's not a unique property of this fungus. It's just something that, that would be, you know, characteristic of any fungus. Um, but any specific effects related to this fungus, as far as I know, just haven't been studied. That's about all we have time for. Thank you, Dr. Scott. My pleasure. Thanks very much for having me, Flora. Dr. James A. Scott is a professor in the School of Public Health at the University of Toronto, based in Toronto, Canada.